0: welcome back to the Jappy Jaws podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. It's so great to have you. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with episode 29 of the Jappy Jaws podcast. Also, I want to give a fair warning. If every time you hear like a thump in the background, it's because I just talk with my hands too much. All right. This was almost about to be a little bit of a weird intro. And I'm going to tell you why. So if you've been listening to Jappy Jaws for quite some time, you know that I record in a dungeon, in my lair, if you will. But what has become easily a safe space and a place where I can be even more loud and proud than I already am. And that is my basement. I am post-grad. I still live at home. I'm still riding that no rent for however long I possibly can. I usually record and I am recording in my basement, but I was like, I'm feeling a little lazy. I don't want to walk downstairs and go in the basement. And then I attempted to record in my bedroom and I was just like, this does not feel right. And so I got my little sorry ass out of that chair and down to the basement I want. And here I am. So thankfully I saved us from a Weird intro. (laughs) But other than that, I hope everybody's doing well. You're having a great week so far. Looking forward to the weekend. I'm going to give you guys the drinking game alert now before anything else. So, whenever you hear the mention of food in today's episode, please make sure you take a sip of whatever you're drinking. If you're over the age of 21 and you can drink alcohol, I would recommend a nice spicy marg. If you're under the age of 21, maybe a lemonade. Who knows? If you're driving at the gym, at work, pre workout, energy drinks, coffee, tea, matcha. So whatever you're feeling, drink it whenever you hear the mention of food. Other than that, make sure you're staying up to date with everything and anything Jappy Jaws and following me on Instagram. You can go to at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S as well as L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A for all the latest and greatest on everything that is coming and is happening with Jappy Jaws as well as staying subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you are listening from. And make sure you try turn that notification bell on so every time I upload a brand new episode, you are one of the first to know and one of the first to listen. And what is better than that? But before I dive into, you know, the hefty, meaty part of today's episode, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a gym update because I know I've been keeping you guys on your toes about it. For those of you that don't know, about a month and a half ago, I decided to make the jump back to the gym. I was originally really on edge about it because of COVID. I wasn't sure if this was something safe or that I wanted to do. But I was like, you know what? I've been good throughout this entire thing. I know which gym I'm going to. I feel safe here. I know what their policies are. I'm just going to do it. And I am so beyond happy I did. I'm thankful for the eight pound dumbbells and 10 pound kettlebells that have gotten me through the last year. However, there is really no other feeling like when you're in the gym with a barbell, with the right machines, with the right environment, it truly is so motivating. One thing that I have noticed is as much as I love getting it done and going early in the morning at the godforsaken 4 a.m., I do also kind of like it when a little bit more people are there, not when it's like ridiculously packed because that's just like scary, but I also really appreciate it when there are people there because I almost feel more motivated to go harder, to go stronger, to go bigger, go better. One of the main things I learned when I first started working out and going to the gym is in order to get comfortable, you need to get uncomfortable. I feel like when there's other people there, I feel more motivation to, you know, do that extra rep, do that extra set, add a little bit more weight. I feel so much more empowered and I don't even have any gym friends, except I did make one about a week ago. Her name, I believe is Emily. She followed the podcast. We were talking about this. So shout out to you, girl. Hope to see you again. We got to talking about podcasts and everything like that because I was wearing Call Her Daddy merch and we just, you know, connections. So I was like, you know, you might as well give Jabby Jaws a listen. Like I was saying, I don't really know anyone else there. I've seen people from a distance, but that's really it. It really has motivated me and made me feel so much better about myself and feeling stronger with getting back to what I normally would have done a year and a half ago, I guess. One thing that has been developing since going with a lot more people there than usual is I've been developing gym crushes. And now I'm really only basing it off of everything on their body, obviously, but I can't see their mouths or their nose because wearing masks. I've always been someone where I can spot anyone's structure, their features, their really much anything on their face. For the most part, I am able to figure out who is who. And I'm not going to lie, I'm throwing myself under the bus. I have seen people that I've definitely seen on Hinge or matched with or could have swiped right on or could have swiped left on. And I'm almost regretting doing so because now I really don't fucking trust those stupid dating apps. It's been a minute since I've had them, but now I really don't want to go back is a lot of the people that I either matched with or didn't match with look completely different. Like they're somewhat better looking in person, which I appreciate and good for them. And I get it's all about personality, but that's all you really know when you're on a nap at first. I'm almost regretting that. But when I am there, I really do try my best and focus on my workout, getting it done, feeling great, strong, whatever. But the second a guy walks in and I made a TikTok on this with those gray sweatshorts, mid calves, Converse, vans flannels and their back squatting there's really no holding my eyes back i can't stop staring uncontrollably there's just mm, it's delicious normally and i was talking to my good friend obviously you all know victoria bruno about it and she's like why don't you just go and shoot your shot well if i didn't wear my hat and have my messy hair smell sweaty whatever and feel gross at the gym i don't put myself together well when i'm at the gym maybe i should now i would But right now, I'm not at that point yet. I gotta get a little bit more comfortable there before I start doing that. In the near future, honestly, anything's possible because my new motto in life is, I'm not saying no to most things. If I'm gonna do something, I'll try it once. And if I don't like it, what's the worst that happens? I just don't do it again or I don't talk to the person again. That's my new life motto on that. So I'm gonna take that into the gym. I'm probably not gonna approach anyone because I am a little bitchy. If someone even dares to talk to me because I can't hear anything with my headphones, I'm like, huh, huh? Maybe when, you know, May or June comes rolling around, I may have a gym buddy. Who knows? For now, I'm just going to continue my people watching and seeing who's there and who's doing what. It's really honestly kind of fun to do that because you get to see who's flexing harder in the mirror and who's not. (laughs) Another thing, though, that I'm so thankful for Mass for is that when I'm listening to my music, I can truly mouth the lyrics and like have a full sing off without having to worry about if people are really staring at me because it really just looks like I'm breathing under there. But the one thing that I definitely can't hide, and I think I've mentioned this before, is my uncontrollable jazz fingers and my air guitar and my little keyboards and me thinking I'm at a rave while well, my finger's thinking that. But, you know, I'd rather take that than me like, putting on a whole performance at the gym because nobody needs that right now. (laughs) Other than me being a people watcher and staring at people uncontrollably, I swear I'm a normal person at the gym. I honestly have never been so proud of myself with being as consistent as I've been and feeling as healthy as I've been because going back to the gym and I think having the pandemic happen was almost a blessing in disguise because I appreciate it so much more and I'm so thankful that I get to go. Yes, do I get annoyed with working out sometimes that I don't feel as strong or that I really don't feel like doing it 110%. I wouldn't be a normal human being if I didn't feel like that. It really does make such a huge difference. And altering that one little thing in your life, I'm convinced, and this is one thing for me, can truly shift and make yourself feel so much more powerful and so much more positive about what you're doing in your life. If you're looking for that little encouragement to, you know, make that little change take that extra step, me going to the gym and getting out of my comfort zone and getting back into the groove of things is it. Another thing that I need to mention is I have a brand new obsession. And it's kind of like a repeat because when I was younger, I loved the show as well. And I don't really have a lot of time to watch a lot of TV nowadays. I am so focused with work, with podcasting, with making a social life, doing a lot of different things, You know, trying to be a hustler. But when I do have downtime and when I'm laying in bed at night, I do watch some TV. And for my dad's birthday, one of the things that he wanted, which was really a gift to all of us, was HBO Max. And one of the shows that we have on HBO Max, well, everyone, if you have a subscription, that actually Rhea from Chicks in the Office tweeted about however long ago. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till we get it because I need to watch it, is what I like about you. And It's with Amanda Bynes and Jenny Garth. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before, but it really is one of those classic early 2000s shows. And it is just comedic gold. I'm someone that just loves that type of humor and I literally am on the floor laughing to myself because I love the show so much. If you are looking for something quick, easy, funny to watch, I highly recommend What I Like About You And if you are watching it, please let me know. And I would love to share my thoughts on how I would like my own Vince in real life. And to maybe one day own my own bakery shop. Because that just seems like it would be a lot of fun to do with a friend. But speaking of sweets, I wanted to also give you guys a little sweets update. A lot of you know that for the months of February and March, I gave up sweets. I didn't have really any chocolate cake, cookies, brownies, dessert, whatever you want to call it, for a long periodic time, okay? I excluded myself on my dad's birthday, and then I also did treat myself to some cookies, but I kind of like where I've been going with it, but this time around here with summer coming, I don't wanna restrict myself too much. I'm not gonna be too strict with it. I'm gonna be cautious, but if I'm gonna crave something that I really want and I'm like, damn, I can't get anything else, I'm gonna fucking have a dessert. I think I deserved it. I earned it. You know, I eat right, I do whatever I can, but also eating right is feeling right. And I just feel so right when I have a cookie in my mouth. I really do. And I know that sounds really sexual and I apologize, but honestly, the love and the bond between cookies and I is unfathomable, truly. I am sticking with it as much as I possibly can, but not being too strict. If you are doing something similar, let me know. I'd love to bond and chat and... Get your ideas and tips and tricks on how to, you know, keep that willpower alive. But enough about me. I really am excited for today's episode. You guys are in for such a treat. And I am not trying to be cliche or corny when saying that because this is about food. But I am joined by Samantha Schwartz of PHL Foodstagram today. She is an influencer, a foodstagrammer, a philanthropist. You name it, she is it. She was such a great time to talk to about literally everything and anything whether it was food related or if it was about being part of the community and giving back as much as possible and influencer culture, of course. It was truly so inspiring talking to her because her page has not only become such a sight for sore eyes and makes you hungry looking at it, but she has figured out such a way to create such a platform to reach a broader audience and give back in every which way she possibly could, especially during COVID and giving back to the frontliners. It is inspiring and motivating to hear how she was able to make such an impact on her community, but I will allow her to finish up the talking about what she does and how she's been able to do it. So without further ado, please give a warm welcome to Miss Samantha Schwartz of PHL Foodstagram. If you're anything like me, you love food. You love looking at food. You love eating food. I've never had a bad conversation about food unless it was actual bad food. But my guest today has truly made phone eats first quite literally what it is now. And I think everybody is always looking at different pictures of what they want to make next or what places they want to go to. And if you haven't looked at her Instagram yet, I highly recommend that you do so because my next guest is Sam Schwartz from PHL Foodstagram. Hey, how are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming. So the
1: first thing I have to ask is what did you eat today? To think about that. My friends were making fun of me this morning. I was craving my Chinese Leftovers from last night, and I, I love you, leftovers. I ate that for breakfast. I had some love it. just had five guys for dinner. I'm super healthy.
0: <laughs> I everything love
1: it. You see on my page, I eat, which isn't necessarily something to brag about. Yeah, didn't have anything super great today.
0: I mean, we're bringing the real food to the table now with all we're going to talk about. So I'm excited. Before I get into your whole Instagram and everything that you do, do you want to give a little background of where you're from, what exactly you do, what you went to school for and where you went to school and a fun fact about yourself too.
1: Okay, so where I'm from, I'm from the Philadelphia suburbs, Lower Gwynedd. I have my degree in special ed and education. I love working with children so I am still working with kids now but also running phl foodstagram I do that on my own so constantly trying new places actually things look a lot different now being in a pandemic so I can explain that all in a little bit phl foodstagram takes up a lot of time so do that as well awesome and then what is a fun fact about yourself I love going to the beach in the summer and traveling which I haven't done in
0: over a year where is your like go-to place or what's on your bucket list for one's travel is like Quote unquote safe again
1: So for locally beach I go to Margate Longport in New Jersey Honestly like when I travel I don't love Flying I mean I do it often but I don't Love it so places that Aren't too far I love Aruba Florida nothing crazy honestly
0: I love Aruba I went once with my friend and her family Oh my god like I think six years ago And to this day I talk about the trip Like it was yesterday it truly is one Happy island
1: it's great I used to go If not once a year a couple times a year and it's just ugh, just floating in that ocean. It's great.
0: How did PHL Foodstagram even start? So
1: I started for fun maybe it's been three, four years ago. I always found myself eating out. My family loves to do so obviously. My friends, it's like the only thing to do these days. Yeah, I always like to go out to eat and take pictures of my food just for fun. It would end up on my Snapchat, my personal Instagram, whatever. And all my friends would get mad at me. They're like, Sam, you're making me hungry. Like make a separate <laughs> page. So I started it just for fun, not thinking it would be much of anything. And within a couple weeks, and then as time went on, more and more people would reach out to me, whether they were PR companies, restaurant owners, just with opportunities. It started out with just come and try our restaurant in exchange for meals. So yeah, it was really fun, but didn't intend for it to be anything like it turned out to be,
0: which is cool. That's amazing. So you've always been a foodie. I guess like I've always liked to go out to eat and try new things. From when you started the page to where you are now, because a lot of people like I'm not necessarily a picky eater I'll try anything once if I can I have a lot of allergies so I have to be careful but has your taste and like your palate kind of changed and have you allowed yourself to try new things that you really don't think you would have pre PHL foodstagram I mean
1: Yes. But I'm also, I feel like a lot of the places that I go, they don't necessarily have like crazy things that like we've never tried, if that makes sense. I mean, like octopus, like I never would have tried on my own, but like being at some restaurants, they would bring out calamari right off the bat and like, I'll try it. But I can't think of anything like crazy that I've tried that I probably wouldn't have
0: okay fair enough so obviously you take a lot of pictures too though of your food it's going on your stories it's going on your page it's going everywhere how do you get the perfect Instagram pick because when i think of trying to take a picture of my food a i can't take a picture for the life of me it doesn't come out well but also restaurants can be so dark and i'm really gonna add one restaurant in particular it's nothing fancy the cheesecake factory okay Yeah every single time i've ever had to go to the cheesecake factory and it's at night i have to use my phone light because i cannot read the menu because it's so (laughs) dark in there so how do you get the perfect lighting? How do you edit your pictures? How do you get it to be where it's like, oh my God, I want to go there and try what she posted? It's all about natural lighting, which
1: obviously, like you mentioned, it's not always an opportunity that you have. But if it's light outside, I will take my food outside or I will find a window as crazy as that is because that's definitely how you're gonna get your
0: best photo. I have a Lumi phone case, the Kim Kardashian case. I had one and it didn't fit my phone. Do you know how disappointed I was when it came oh in the mail? Well, honestly, I've never used to-
1: for selfies. Um, and I don't even put it on my phone. What okay. I'll do is I will hold it like above the phone and get the like, make sure the lighting's good with that. <laughs> a bunch of people actually had that. And that's why I thought to get that phone case. Other people will have like bigger lights, but it gets kind of embarrassing when being in a dark restaurant and you have this like big light. I do like the Lumi for that reason, but it is difficult to get a good picture when it's completely dark in the restaurant.
0: So, what is your tip for someone that is? whether or not they're doing it for a foodstagram or not what is your best advice for trying to get the best picture of the food that you are eating?
1: So definitely if you can get natural lighting do that and if not a good LED light it'll get the job done.
0: Now do you only use your phone for pictures or do you use a camera? Like what do you do? I only use my phone for food pictures
1: I just have your standard iPhone that gets the job done. I do work with photographers here and there but that's mostly when I'm in the photo. Otherwise I think the phone does a great job and just play around with it
0: and then obviously like there are editing tricks and tips and you get great pictures of all your food but do you use any editing apps like what is your whole rundown of what you do before posts thank
1: you honestly I rarely edit photos I mean I will like I will like a little bit but I'll play on Instagram I have really Downloaded and I don't really Use them like I have facetune and here And there I'll like brighten the photo Or make it glow whatever I don't Do
0: much I think it's just really all About the lighting it's so funny that you Say that because I feel like so many people Not just foodstagram accounts But anyone because I'm a victim of this They just do way too much editing To try and saturate the picture a little Too much that we honestly do forget What our food or what that person Actually looks like in that picture So I think it's really great that you are literally like, nope, it's natural lighting. You just got to find your right time, find your right moment and you're going to grab it.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll use the sharpening feature on Instagram, stuff like that. I can't say I do much. And I'm actually working with the company right now and I'm trying to edit a video and it's like taking hours of my day because I don't know how to edit So
0: <laughs> I don't know I what mean- I'm doing it's okay you know what you're gonna figure it out and it'll still look just as natural and great as anything else that you've done (laughs) thank you like you said it was a hobby at first before it really blew up to be as big as it is you have twenty five thousand followers which is huge and amazing and philly is such a great area to continue to promote all these restaurants and small businesses but when was your like oh shit like this is becoming pretty legit i think there were a couple different times where it
1: stood out to me one being last year, almost exa- I think it was exactly a year ago the pandemic first hit and I realized you know what I do have a following on here like let me put it to good use I wasn't working I had free time my dad along with other family members do work on the front lines and are doctors so I was just seeing you know how many hours a day was put into him going to the hospital how scary it was like everything they had to prepare for their day you know they were wearing all this equipment how stressful it was. So I was just like putting my mind to it. I'm like, what can I do to help? What can I do to put a smile on these people's faces? I came up with the idea of supporting the small local businesses. I used my platform to collect donations. And then I would put those donations towards purchasing meals from different local restaurants, and then going to different hospitals every couple days to feed people on the front lines. So I first started out just going to hospitals, I was switching up different local hospitals and departments there and then I decided you know there are other people working on the front lines there are pharmacists there are firefighters police so I also switched it up and fed other people working on the front line as well and I think like that oh shit moment was when I was featured on a couple different news channels showing things that I was doing to give back I fed over 700 people wow. on the front line within maybe two months so a short period of time before yeah. I got back to work so just seeing all of that and also seeing people from all over sending me donations to go purchase these meals. Like I didn't even know that that many people were looking at my page. So that was definitely a moment where I realized, you know, this is actually a thing and people actually look at my page and come to me for advice or whatever that might be. So that was one moment. I guess another moment would be just these certain brands that reach out to me. So a lot of franchise like McDonald's Dunkin Donuts big names that we've always heard about growing up or eat at I thought that was really cool that they've found that I would be successful in showing
0: off what they have to offer honestly I feel so empowered by that because the pandemic has just been such a shitty and crazy time I don't think us a year ago even thought we would get to the point that we are at now and I think what a lot of people influencers celebrities did during the whole pandemic quarantine we're still in it but it seems like we're kind of at the your end, hopefully, is like they really did use their platform for good. And I really admire that about what you've done and especially being able to go out of your way and using it for a greater purpose. Do you think that even though it was such an unfortunate circumstance that if that didn't happen, you wouldn't have been able to reach that many more people.
1: Yeah, or I think, I mean, I personally would have even came up with an idea like that if it weren't for what happened. And I can't say I'm thankful for what happened in any way because I wouldn't wish this on anybody with the yes. pandemic, but I think it did bring out so many more
0: opportunities for my page and allowed me to give back, which I really enjoyed. And so since then, what else have you been able to do or that you're planning on doing to give back Back to the community not only for frontliners is there any other charities or philanthropy work that you have been doing with your platform
1: so there are a couple things that are minimal and more things that I have planned for the future as you could probably see which honestly I wouldn't even know unless it was me doing the work for what I just did you know feeding the frontlines. it was a lot of time and work and I wish I could continue doing that now but with work I cannot I would love to you know encourage people to do something like that if they can and if they're listening to this feel free to reach out and I will help you in any way that I can. But some other little things I've done actually, which you will see within the next probably 24 to 48 hours. Oh I just partnered with HERS potato chips. And we for their 75th anniversary, we were chipping it forward. So going to a local business, supporting them, but also feeding the people behind us in line, surprising them with their lunches on us, type of thing. I definitely believe in chipping it forward. I think that's a great thing to do and it can easily make someone's day. Another thing I did, I worked with a company and bought sneakers online to give them to someone that is homeless and can't afford sneakers. So I definitely do try and use my platform, whatever opportunities that come about that I can give back. I love to do. And I also love to show that to my followers to show them that it's not that hard to give back. And there's so many ways you can do it. Something that I have planned for the future, which we'll see when that can happen due to the pandemic and what we're living in right now. I do host an event every year for my page by throwing a big event of 250 people on a rooftop in Philadelphia. And it's like a birthday party for my food page the past two years, not this past, but the two before that I did invite only it was all influencers in the area of all sorts and some local business owners. And what I did was I had it fully catered by a local restaurant had a bunch of drink sponsors, it was all included, you just had to be invited. And then we had photo booths and different ways for everyone to connect. There were different stations and it was a really fun event. We had photographers and whatnot. And a lot of my followers after that event were asking me, well, how can I come? So I figured this is the perfect opportunity to switch us up. So my plan is to host it have it anyone can come have a low price ticket have all the proceeds going to autism do raffles i also did swag bags worth a couple hundred dollars which like helped get the word out about these local businesses which was cool so yeah a goal of mine is to open it to the public do ticket sales and have all the proceeds going to autism because my brother's autistic and that's something that's just near and dear to my heart so that would just be like a really fun time but also giving back
0: can i just say how impressed i am by that because I feel like a lot of people, influencer or not, and they're just posting on their page just to post, they really take their platform for granted sometimes. And I think what you do so beautifully is that not only are you having fun and you're eating great food, but you're able to, you know, bring light and shed light on small businesses, philanthropies, all different kinds of things, and give back to the community in whichever way you can. And I think that is truly incredible because it's more than just taking a picture of a whole meal from one of the top like five-star restaurants in Philly. It truly has become something so much more, and do you think that even when you started this as a hobby however long ago that you would be able to make such an impact
1: i didn't and i'm so thankful that these opportunities have come my way or these thoughts have come into my mind that i'm actually able to play out because like i said i feel like there's no better feeling than to give back and with a platform even if the platform has 100 people on it give or take you can make a difference so i strongly encourage anyone out there listening to try and give back I love that.
0: And so have you always been into philanthropy and giving back to the community? Were you involved in anything in college with giving back?
1: (laughs) I mean, I was in a sorority and being in the sorority, we did multiple things to give back. Obviously philanthropy, but also we would clean up trash on the streets. Like nothing crazy. I have done things here and there and obviously things that having to do with autism because it's just something that's near and dear to me, but nothing in
0: particular. I think that's one great thing about sororities too, is that they really do instill in you from day one, that we're not just doing it to make friends and like, you know, have a social scene. We are trying to do something greater and give back to the community and our philanthropies. And that's one of the main reasons why I personally wanted to join a sorority way back when. I think it's so great because when you're in college, you kind of almost forget about the outside world because you're doing the best you can trying to, you know, get to class, do your work, balance a social life that you kind of forget about what else is happening in the background. So I think as much as people love to shit on Greek life, I think it was a great way for people to kind of prepare themselves for life after college and like what else you can do no matter if you're an influencer or not. Definitely.
1: And I think you have a point there. I feel like people just think of like sorority life as like, oh, you partied all the time but they do force us to give back and it's a great thing
0: (laughs) so I know you're also from the suburbs of Philly and right now obviously PHL foodstagram stands for Philly foodstagram but would you ever consider you know going out of the comfort zone going somewhere else or is it a dream of yours to kind of try other foods from like say New York California, Texas, Florida like what's the deal?
1: Yeah I mean I'm not really planning on moving anytime soon but love to travel when it's safe so I do feature food from other states. I don't keep it just Philly, although it is mostly Philly, Jersey Shore area. New York, yeah, they have a ton of good options. I do want to keep traveling and trying other places, but do plan to keep it Philly based.
0: So also what I love on your Instagram is you are so open to suggestions because obviously we can't just be Googling up the wazoo. Cause sometimes when I go to look up a restaurant, I'm like, I'm getting McDonald's in my food search and I'm not looking to go to McDonald's. (laughs) I'm looking to go to like a nice restaurant with like a nice drink or something. So what I love that you do, and I wish I was still in Philly so I can, you know, take up some of these suggestions, (laughs) always put text boxes of places that you are like, Oh, should I try this place for brunch? Should I try this place for drinks? How many times have you gotten the same amount of requests or people that have given you suggestions that you're like, holy shit, how did I not find this myself? Recently,
1: I don't even have the option as to where I'm eating. I well, number one, I don't eat out as much. The pandemic has really shifted my page. I work with a lot of businesses that you know, are corporate nationwide, they are delivering I can pick up grab and go like it's rare that I'm sitting down at a restaurant these days, like here and there I do do it. But I'm trying to also be like COVID conscious. And I've had my two doses of vaccines, but yay! So hopefully I'll be out and about a little bit more. I'm just crazy. I do get a lot of questions, which I do enjoy. And I like to ask my followers too. I think the number one question is where to get bottomless or boozy brunches. So I do try and like ask these questions on my stories when people reach out to me, because obviously I have suggestions, but so do all my followers. So I like to give them all of that. I'm trying to think of if there was a place that my followers suggested that I never heard of. I mean, I saw Murphs. Have you ever been to Murphs? No.
0: My time was cut so freaking short because of the stupid (laughs) pandemic. I can imagine. So whenever people are like, oh, like, what do you recommend? I'm like, Xfinity Live (laughs) Chickies.
1: Murph's is such a hidden, it's like a dive bar, but they have really high-end Italian food there. It's really decently priced too. So when you
0: visit, that's so good. What do you think? And I know everyone always asks me this because I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of family members that somehow always end up going to visit Philly and it's ironic (laughs) that they were doing it when I'm not there. They always ask me like, where is the best place to get a cheesesteak? So I would love like the official, PHL Foodstagram stamp of approval of your number one recommendation for where to get a Philly cheesesteak. So
1: like, I'm not a big cheesesteak person, but I do think I'd say if you want like your standard, like low key, Angelo's is really good. They also have really good pizza, sandwiches, everything's amazing there. you want a good low key, I would go with that. I actually just tried the, what is it? $150 cheesesteak from Barclay Prime a couple months ago. That was through my page. That was cool. Was it worth it? Definitely good. The only thing it has like liver in it and I know we talked about like do I try a lot of adventurous things not so much it was really good but every couple bites I could taste the liver a little bit but that's definitely good and it's obviously not going to be your go to because it's $150 (laughs) (laughs) half a bottle of champagne too but still it's a special occasion type of thing
0: definitely and then obviously do you think Pat's or Gino's
1: honestly I haven't had either since I was in college
0: I like can't give an answer to that either because when I both
1: like "Eh." like if you had those two and Steve's I would Say Steve's because I think that's pretty terrible. Yeah, and I actually I worked with Steve's a year ago during the pandemic. They came to me because they saw me going to other restaurants and bringing food out. So they mentioned, "Hey, let's bring the Steve's food truck." to a hospital and let's feed a couple hundred people which we did wow. and that was really fun we had the truck out and basically each department they put in their orders ahead of time and we bagged it up we put soda chips fries whatever it was in a bag and that was a really cool opportunity so not only do they have good food but they are great people.
0: I would always if I was in Center City going to a bar or club down there when I was at school, I would always get drunk Steve's and I was like, wow, I would purposely my drunk subconscious self would be like save the other half for tomorrow. You're not going to eat it all right now. And I would and I'd be like this was such a great drunk decision, Lindsay, like I'm so proud of you for choosing Steve. <laughs> I think my
1: only complaint was me going there and not having cash and always having to wait in line take out the cash I'm like, why can't I think of this in advance?
0: <laughs> I know. Along with I do have a lot of Philly listeners because as a lot of temple people you know temple pride if someone's visiting philly this weekend what are your top five recommendations for a restaurant it could be brunch lunch dinner drinks anything what would you recommend to your followers
1: steak 48 is probably like my number one number two favorite restaurants in philly that is new open during the pandemic to die for steak meal lobster i would also go with park that's one of my other favorite restaurants that's my go-to pre-pandemic every week you could find me there but i also think it's good for visitors because if it's a nice day and you can sit outside it's amazing people watching and just a fun everything's good their french onion soup is to die for i'm also a big fan of sampan and double knot i mean they're both pretty similar double knot just has sushi i think the food's great there they offer a really good happy hour it is the best deal ever and they do offer that every day of the week wow so yeah another good happy hours harp and crown yes team owner their mac and cheese is really good give me a brunch place park <laughs> really <laughs> their brunch is really I mean their everything is really good I went to my first I guess you could say event but I wouldn't really consider it one last week the only reason I went was because you get a plus one you and your plus one sit at your own table but it was a pre-opening event so you're getting to see all of your old friends that do influencer stuff, which was cool. But didn't really socialize, just sat at my table.
0: It's a nice little community you guys have.
1: It really is. I've made some of my best friends from running this page. And I actually also started a group on Facebook, which you are more than welcome to join. Thank you. Um, it's called Philadelphia Influencers. So over the time, I think there's over 600 people in it. Basically, I felt as though I was making so many friends through this. And I it started as me just wanting to have a space so we can all be connected. And if someone has a question, like it's just like an easy place. Platform, But now businesses are also getting into my group and they're posting about some awesome opportunities. So then all the influencers can post their URL in there and can get these amazing job opportunities, brand partnerships. So it's come a long way. And just like I said, started because... I've made so many friends but now it has multiple purposes which is cool.
0: That's awesome I and mean, I definitely want to get more into that in a second but I figured we'd play a little game if that's okay with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay so what I would like to do it's kind of like a this or that type thing. I like So that. instead of it being like this person or that person like how Ellen does with celebrities if they're single I want to do it. Guess you would rather have dinner with, what type of drink you would rather have or what type of meal you would rather have. Are you ready? Cool. Yep. Okay so would you rather a spicy marg or a sweet marg? Spicy. Me too. Would you rather have dinner with Kylie Jenner or Haley Bieber? Kylie. I'm me too. <laughs> Would you rather have an Italian meal, spaghetti, meatballs, chicken parm, the whole deal, or a Japanese meal? Oh, I two faves. <laughs> it really depends. I love sushi, but I love Italian. That's so hard. Right now I'm in the mood for Italian, so I'll go with that. <laughs> Fair. Would you rather drink a mojito or an espresso martini? Mojito. Okay, I've never had an espresso martini, so I was low-key hoping you were going to say that because I need, like, a recommendation if they're good or not.
1: I'm a coffee drinker, more so, like, and matcha drinker. Okay. But I can't say Like, all my friends are obsessed with espresso martinis, and I can't say that I've really had one. It doesn't interest me. Just okay. The, like, when I go out and I've tried through, like, restaurant invitations, like, uh, alcoholic hot chocolate, I'm not into the whole, like, thick drinks that have alcohol. I don't know.
0: It's heavy. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Would you rather a sweet dessert or a savory dessert? I feel like sweet. I That's like fair. both. Would you rather go on a brunch first date or a dinner first date?
1: Honestly, I think brunch could be fun. I don't think I've ever done a brunch first date.
0: Really? No, but I'm yeah, down. I'm there are any nice single boys listening, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Take her to park. She likes it. She has good recommendations. She nope. has the in. <laughs> All right, this is like one that I constantly have this – debate with every single person I come across because I'm so passionate about it. Would you rather pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Depends what I'm in the mood for. I love all. Ooh. Is it a French toast? Okay, we could put jala French toast in there. Okay, then that. So if it wasn't jala French toast, my pick, and I'm extremely passionate about, pancake? I am so much more of a pancake person. Yes. I love pancakes too. I do. I, that was I my have, second. I have protein pancakes. Probably like three times, four times a week, because I I just love them. I'll send you the recipe. I'm I'm giving PHL foodstagram a recipe. This is a lot to take (laughs) in. No, I love pancakes. Waffles just like, don't do it for me. I went to Belgium and I had like a true Belgium waffle and it was great, don't get me wrong, but I was like, I wish they were like Belgium pancakes. Oh my God, that's so funny. Cause I don't know, I guess sometimes, and I like burnt things, like that's weird of me. Like I'm the weirdo that loves the end of bread. I like the corners of brownies. So it's odd that I wouldn't love Love waffles more than pancakes because it kind of has that same consistency where it's more of like an end piece. Yeah. But when I have like a fluffy pancake, there's no holding me back. I mean, I love fluffy pancakes, so okay, and then are you single? I am. Okay, so if one of these men were to ask you out on a date for brunch or for dinner, who would you pick? Would it be Joel Embiid from the Sixers or Michael B. Jordan, who filmed Creed right on Temple's campus?
1: I'm gonna go with him. Okay.
0: I love it. I've honestly, met him before. You did? Wait, where was this? Xfinity. I love Xfinity.
1: I haven't been in, obviously, forever, but, like, really forever.
0: It was amazing for Temple Tailgates. I rode the bull probably <laughs> more than I, I can't should. Say I ever did. No, honestly, at first I was like, I need to do it just once. Like, I need a memory of college. Like, I was trying to make it so <laughs> sentimental, and, like, it's not – And I ended up doing it multiple times. I'm like, this isn't honestly as embarrassing as I thought it was because on Temple game days, there'd be parents going on there. And just the (laughs) thought of if my mom or my dad even dared to have done that, I probably (laughs) would have ran in a hole and cried. So a 20 something year old, versus, like, a 50-something-year-old, I think is a lot better. Yeah, no,
1: that's so funny. One day I'm gonna have
0: to do it. I feel like if you're gonna ever do it, you could do it once and then be done, but yeah. it's not as sentimental as I made it out to but be. But, like, now
1: that we're in a pandemic and we second-guess everything, like, ugh, yes. did it seem that mat? Like, can I go on there?
0: Do I have to <laughs> wear a mask when I'm on the bull? Like, is the bull being sanitized? It's definitely not. Like, which you... I would never think that way previously. I'm like, ew. It's so <laughs> crazy, and I like that you brought that up because I feel like a lot of restaurants now, especially Especially, you're kind of realizing what they should have done pre-pandemic and like how uncleanly we all were in general i mean you said you didn't really go out that much since the pandemic and even with outdoor dining but what's something that you've noticed since covid that you wish was kind of instilled in restaurants before
1: i guess something that i've noticed there's a couple things actually one that a lot of restaurants are now using paper throwaway menus or like scan the qr code and i guess yeah. Scanning the code is probably better for the environment, but regardless, like we're not all touching the same menus and then touching our face and touching our food. Something that actually Park had, which I think is great, well, they probably just put in, but- Outside of the ladies and probably the men's restroom, they have this like little thing on the door that you put your foot on so you don't have to touch the doorknob to open and close it. That was cool. I really enjoyed that because these days I'm like scared to touch a freaking doorknob. You just keep picking up things and it's like, why do we ever think that this was okay?
0: This is one of the biggest things that I've had an issue with. Is even before the pandemic, though, because it kind of freaks me out, which you wouldn't think so. So, whenever I get water or anything, I always ask for a straw because it mm-hmm. freaks me out putting my mouth on the cup. But then again- funny? I'm the same way, but we use forks and knives. That's and... what I was just about to say, like forks, knives, whatever. I feel like with that stuff, you really have to be nitpicky with when you're cleaning that. But I feel like a cup, they have that like electric thing where they just stick it down and then the soap and the water just kind of yeah. swivel around. And I'm just like, I don't trust it. Sometimes I'll accidentally go when I'm out to eat now and go to go for the glass if it's not a paper cup or anything like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna get COVID now. I'm the same way. I don't know, I guess with COVID too, and I think you could agree with this. It's given a lot of wiggle room for people, for restaurant owners, for chefs and everything to figure out what is going to appeal to someone that is on the fence about even eating out or eating anything because of this pandemic.
1: That's hard. I'm seeing a lot of restaurants using the paper straws, which to be completely honest, I'm not a big fan of like all for saving the environment, but they're terrible. I can't say that like the restaurants that I've been to, I have not really received any plasticware. Really? I haven't. It's all been, I mean, granted, a lot of the restaurants that I've gone to are pretty high end or nicer, but I don't think I've been to any that gave plastic or paperware.
0: I wouldn't mind it though. I mean, yes, it's not good for the environment, but I would probably feel a little better about it. Something else that I do want to talk to you about that kind of goes along with my post-grad series. Obviously you went to school to be a teacher for education, but your life kind of went into a different route and now you are very based in content creation. I think content creation and brand strategy is truly an art that everyone can master if they put the time and effort and consistency in it. But it does take some time and it takes learning and experience. So how would you describe your take on how to learn more and grow to be the content creator that you are? So definitely connect with people
1: that are similar to you. And it is about consistency. Anybody can do it. You have to put your mind to it. You have to be consistent. And yes, it's super time consuming. And I think people just sometimes will look at my page and be like, you get free food all the time. You just take pictures like easy. It's really not. And especially once you become established and you're working with brands, like these contracts could be 20 pages long and they're like basically in gibberish. (laughs) And it's a lot of work. Like it's not just like, okay, like free food you get paid and here's a photo. So it definitely takes a lot of learning, but I can sit here and say I have a degree in special ed, which an education, which has nothing to do with this. And I have no background in PR, content creation, anything. So anyone can do it. You just really have to be consistent. Don't be afraid to reach out to your peers and get that advice.
0: So one thing that you did mention was brand partnerships. You've been with Duncan. you've been with Chipwitch, like so many well-known companies that I know a lot of the time when I do talk to other influencers, whether it be with food or with fashion. They always say that one thing that they wish they knew beforehand was how to say no, because sometimes brands like to take advantage of you. How do you because I'm sure you've gotten a billion and one different opportunities to be with a billion and one different brands, but how do you kind of narrow down which ones you want to work with, which one kind of align with what you want to do and your message? Definitely.
1: So, I mean, in the beginning, like, I was super excited to hear from different restaurants and brands, whether it was a partnership or it was just, like, a collaboration, like, an exchange of this for that. I used to get excited, and I would Uber anywhere being in the city, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, I can't turn this down. But after some time, I really start to realize, you know, what makes the most sense so yeah me getting invited to a restaurant and the meals for free but like then you put in consideration your transportation price and then you're tipping because you have to still tip like you're still putting Absolutely. money so like after some time I was really like thinking about it. I'm like well if you add up the tip and you add up the uber charges like I could have paid for a meal closer and it would have been cheaper. So I started to take that in consideration. Never be afraid to negotiate. Like if it's a brand you really want to work with them, but you don't like the deliverables that are thrown your way, they reached out to you for a reason. They picked you because- they saw you helping their company and their business. It's hard to stick up for yourself and what you think that you deserve, but it's also important too, because like I said, they reach out to you for a reason. So, you know, I'm still learning, but that's something that I've taken away. And I also do say no to a lot. If it's not something that's going to benefit me, it's not convenient for me. It's harder to complete the task than,
0: it is exciting. And I think what you said too, which kind of ties into this is brand strategy because how have you kind of generated your following? How have you figured out what your niche is kind of with what content you want to post and everything like that and how to kind of get the higher audience that you've gained?
1: I definitely like to always ask my followers, what do you want to see on PHL Instagram?" I love hearing, you know, what they enjoy. My followers really love a good giveaway. So I tend to do them pretty often. And after looking at my page, you will see that it's not just food. I started to tie in things that, you know, maybe they're a local business or I've found that my followers love tie dye. Every now and then I'm in the photo and people will comment my outfit and ask where I got that. So I do like to work with clothing companies now because I know I've started to like realize what my followers like and I try to show all that other stuff. Over time, I think just between like the DMs that I receive or seeing the feedback and the likes, the comments, or I do do a lot of polls. And like you mentioned earlier, the open ended just to gain feedback. I'm a big poll girl. I always love a good poll. I love like the this or that. And my followers eat that stuff up. They love it.
0: That's where I've also found like the most engagement with my followers because It's not just about my opinion. I'm sure you could say this about food too. Like not everyone's going to love a spicy margarita like you and I. Not everybody's going to love pancakes over waffles. (laughs) But it's nice to see where other people like differentiate because it's like, okay, maybe I didn't see it that way. Maybe I should try it out like that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely important to get that input from your audience and asking them questions.
0: I know that you were an education major. So really no marketing or PR classes really came into play when you were in college. But did you have any college classes or professors or your friends that kind of helped inspire you and motivate you? Not
1: necessarily from college because this was never a thought in my mind in college. This happened in a year two years after I graduated from Westchester. Friend wise, yes one of my best friends, she had a page, more so fashion lifestyle before me and when I like threw out this idea jokingly she pushed me to do it and because she is one of my best friends like i asked her about like the hospital like feeding people on the front lines I have these small ideas in my head but she'll inspire me to like do it. I
0: feel like a lot of people in influencer culture tend to look at it as competition but I really don't see that because I think podcasting world in my I mean I only have that image in my head but it's never competition it's always like what can I do to help you like I found you through the Moral Hangover podcast because of Katie and Vic and it's like oh my god yes you should reach out to Sam she's a great girl like you guys would talk about awesome stuff it's always leaning on each other and lifting each other up I guess it's more of like a girl power movement because I really only know female podcasters but do you think in the influencer lifestyle culture that It's competitive, or do you think that you all kind of build each other up
1: too? I mean, I love what you were saying, and I personally don't look at it as competition, but I can't speak for everyone because I think some people do look at it that way. With Philly being not that big of a city once we all hit a certain like following we all do work with mostly the same people or i've seen like a lot of people that all turn down or then working with another philadelphia influencer yeah i don't look at it as competition and that's also a reason you know i started my facebook group so we could all come together
0: think like what i was saying earlier is your page and your platform and what you stand for truly has become more than just a food Instagram. it's really been like a networking thing because like you just said you're trying to get people in contact with other people to help them build their brands.
1: Yeah, and I mean I'm always looking for ways to stand out and be a little different. Like I mentioned, I have my birthday party like no one has really ever done that and I also really am always looking for ways to give back and you know some platforms you'll see here and there, but I've also had brands come to me and they're like, we want to have you do this partnership because we see that you do a lot of giving back and we think you would like this. I do look for ways to stand out, but it is kind of challenging because like I said, we do work with a lot of the same businesses, which I don't look at it as an issue, but it is hard to sometimes stand out.
0: What is your biggest piece of advice for someone that is trying to be on that come up to become that next foodstagrammer or Philly influencer or any type of, I don't want to say Philly is a small city because it's not, but in retrospect (laughs) it is. So, or is trying to become that new city influencer blogger anything what is your best advice for them right now keep trying
1: be consistent I also don't think there's anything wrong with like if you start your platform and you see that it's successful like you can reach out to brands and businesses too I personally just learned this and I never reach out to anyone which I guess I was fortunate for but it's nice to know that I can now as well as your peers if there's a page that inspires you reach out to them ask them for some tips tricks and also look maybe in your area there will be a influencers page that you can join Join and reach out to them for some tips and tricks.
0: That's awesome. But to end all my episodes, I do like giving a post-grad doozy, which is kind of giving the advice and realizations I've learned since becoming a full-time functioning adult post-college. So what would your post-grad doozy be for anyone going through post-grad or college?
1: Uh, Don't give up.
0: (laughs) I love it. So simple and easy.
1: True and sweet.
0: Before I let you go, and it was so fun talking to you, will you let everyone know where they can find you and PHL Foodstagram? Okay, so on Instagram, it's
1: just PHL Foodstagram. I also have a personal account, which I try and make it more lifestyle that's S.S. Schwartz. So S S S C H I'm also on TikTok. Not like super, super active. I'm trying. I'm learning. That's PHL
0: Foodstagram. It was so great chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming on and giving all your Foodstagram knowledge and also your influencer knowledge. It's truly inspiring. Thank you so much. I of love course. That Now, if you're hungry and you know it, clap your hands. That was really corny, but I don't care. It was so much fun, and my stomach was growling at the end of talking to Sam. She has truly opened my eyes to a world of influencer culture and foodstagram culture in a way that I had no idea was possible, so I cannot thank her enough for that. Make sure you are following her on her Instagram and participating in her polls, her recommendation posts, her giveaways, everything of the sort. And if you're in the Philly area or visiting the Philly area, take up some of her suggestions. I promise you she is a fucking expert. But that is it for today's episode, guys. I am so happy that I was able to share that with you. But next week, we are going to take a little bit of a turn. And for all my entertainment and media people, you are in for quite the treat. I will leave it at that. Definitely an episode you do not want to miss. So make sure you are staying up to date, following us on Instagram. And when I say us, I mean myself at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. That is also my Twitter and my TikTok. And make sure you are subscribing, reviewing, reading, liking, following, doing whatever the hell you gotta do for everything and all things JappyJaws related through... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Anchor, wherever you are listening, and make sure you are turning that notification bell on so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new episode. I'm telling you, the YouTube days are coming soon. I feel it. But with that being said, until that day comes, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and are catching up on everything and all things Jappy Jaws this weekend, enjoying the weather, enjoying some time with family and friends, and I will see you all next Thursday.